Hey, what's up, everyone? Drew here, and I hope you're having a great day. Thank you for checking out our podcast, 108 North. This is the college podcast for First Baptist Statesboro. And I want to take a quick moment before we dive into the episode to say, uh, if you happen to be a college student in Statesboro, whether you're going to Georgia Southern, Ogeechee Tech, or something in between, you're looking for a community and a church to plug into, we would love for you to come hang out with us at First Baptist. We're downtown, big church, 108 North Main Street. May look a little intimidating from the outside, uh, but we would love love for you to come and worship with us and to learn how to grow. We're all about equipping and making disciples. So we have worship services at 8.30 and 11 o'clock every Sunday morning. And in between those at 9.45, we have a college gathering, uh, Bible study that we'd love for you to come join and hang out with. And then if you can't make that for some reason on Wednesday night, uh, we have a college large group gathering that gathers at 6.30 as well. So love for you guys to come hang out with us. If you want more information, there's notes in the show notes and details and links. Uh, and you can always reach out to me. So hope you're having a great day. Thank you for listening on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Way North. This is our college podcast, and uh, it's been a little bit, uh, but I got my good friend Robbie here. How are you, Robbie? What's happening? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It is, uh, it is September, and it's a Friday. It We're hanging out yeah. in my office, and... Um, I don't know about you, but I was extremely excited because today it was actually cool this morning. Yeah, it felt great. It's been hot, uh, rain coming in, making it cool. I think the high tomorrow is going to be like 81. Oh, man. I heard today 77. Yeah, high, that, so that's even better. But it'll probably be 90 next week. But either way, uh, we're hanging out today, and uh, we're into fall semester, and we uh, wanted to have a bit of a conversation on a few topics that we did not get to record last semester mm-hmm. uh, on what we believe. And so to give a little recap, because it's been a bit of a hot minute, we've been talking about uh, and had been uh, this past semester about what do we believe and how does that play out in our life. And so the short recap is this, what you believe dictates your actions. Uh, and so sometimes you have to look at your actions and ask yourself, do they line up with what you actually believe or not? And vice versa. And so we've been kind of going through some of that. And so we're talking about uh, the topic of uh, justification today. Mm-hmm. And so good topic. Uh, but Robbie, let me ask you, man, what do you what do you think? Like when you hear the word justification, what do you think about? Uh, well, being justified, meaning that it's it's right, it's okay, it's all good. Uh, but then when you get into the theological understanding of it, some of that changes a little bit. Yeah, that's right. For sure, yeah, because when you hear the word justification, mm-hmm. I think about like a judge. Right. And justice. Mm-hmm. And uh, Batman for some reason. Um, <laughs> I, but, but like, I don't know, uh, outside of the Bible and outside of uh, theological seminary classes and pastor type stuff and churchy words, justification is definitely like a churchy word, right? Yeah, it's not something we use a lot. When you think something is justified, like I said, you think it's it's right. Yeah. It, it's good. It's appropriate. Uh, so, but you, you, you're not going to go on the campus at Georgia Southern and you're going to hear a student say, man, that's justified. You know, yeah, it's just not a word. And even for, you know, older adults, it's not a word that you, you hear, uh, very often. So when we come across these terms and, and sometimes these words in the Bible, we have to make sure that we 
have a clear understanding of what they mean. Yeah, exactly. Biblically what they yeah, mean. Not it, what we think, but what, what God is communicating yeah, to us. And you bringing up the point of justified, like that word would be more likely used than justification, which is just a, a version mm-hmm. of that word, talking about that you have been justified. But right. yeah, yeah, you don't, I don't typically walk around and be like, I have been justified. That seems a little dramatic, right. actually, a little right. too Shakespearean for my taste, um, maybe, but... Uh, well, let's talk about practical terms then, because at the end of the day, I tell people all the time, like, good theology is lived out in, like, practical, period. Right. Like, right. And so, like, uh, the doctrine of justification is kind of what we're talking about. Like, it's a theological doctrine. It's been around forever. Mm-hmm. Paul talks a lot about it in Romans. Yeah. Uh, but, like, how would you sum it up in just, like, practical terms? Like, what justification is and in every day, 2022, feet on the ground, what's justification look like? Yeah, it's our it's our standing uh, before God. Um, I'm not trying to run ahead of your of your your flow here. But no, it's all right. In Romans five one. Yeah. Therefore, since we've been, you know, a lot of translations will say, therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That word justification means to be declared righteous, and there are other Bible versions that don't use the word justification. They will use those two words, declared righteous, and that's what being justified means, is that you're being declared righteous by God. Yeah, exactly. In His standing and in His presence. Yeah. And how we live live that out uh, really speaks to what we really believe about justification. Yeah, exactly, because I think... It's a great point. Um, and, and yeah, you're exactly declared righteous. Righteous is another one of those words we don't mm-hmm. use a lot. But like the idea of like, you're right. Like be, mm-hmm. be, being declared right. Being like right. you're, I think, you know, the imagery I think about when I think about justification is a judge uh, looking at someone in a court case and making a ruling that, oh, no, you're good. Like you, you, right. you are not the one like you're good, you're in the right here, kind of mm-hmm. thing, and we've all experienced that. Not, I, I hope you haven't experienced that in a court per se, but we've all experienced <laughs> yeah. life like that, where like somebody's mm-hmm. like, "Oh no, you're in the right here. Mm-hmm. She shouldn't have done that to you, or girl, mm-hmm. that boy, you deserve better. You in the right here." A million other right. examples, or a professor treats you wrong, maybe students, and you have to go take that exam again, or you mm-hmm. get swindled, or something like that, and. uh We've all probably been in the wrong too, for right. sure. But so yeah. it's a it's a moral right. It's not uh, completing that algebra equation in class and your professor saying, "Okay, that's right." No, this is a moral right between uh, maybe two parties that were at conflict with one another, and then uh, the judge coming in and saying, "This person is right and this person is wrong." Yeah. So when we are justified before God, it's God declaring that we are right, but that that rightness doesn't come from us. And if we read this verse out in Romans 5.1, we're not declared righteous just because we're walking and breathing and and living our lives. If we we keep reading the verse and if the theme of the entire Bible, you know, Abraham was declared righteous. That's right. But why was he declared righteous? You know, why did God say, okay, you're right? Yeah, you know, Abraham, you're good in my sight. Like Abraham was good with God, so so the the question has to be asked: Is why was Abraham, or why are any of us declared righteous in God's eyes? Yeah, exactly. And it's there's like a tension in this that even mm-hmm. though justification and righteousness and all these other words that that maybe for college students or for everyday people seem a little little 
not in our regular vocabulary. There's a tension mm-hmm. here because ultimately what we're talking about is um, our standing and our relationship and do we have peace with God? Like, that's really mm-hmm. what we're talking about. And like, yeah. when I was teaching on this last semester, my main kind of main point when we're talking about what justification is, is like, ultimately, like, Jesus allows us to have peace with God. Mm-hmm. And it's not something yeah. we could do or earn or anything like that. The work of Jesus on the cross allows us to have peace with God. And the reason mm-hmm. I bring up saying this attention that everyone feels is because everyone in this world is trying to get some peace Right. Uh, they don't may, maybe they don't know how to put it in the words or not, but the source of that ultimately is we want to p- have peace with God. We are made to be in a relationship with God, and when we're mm-hmm. not, we're going to run in a million different directions trying to feel that. Where, and some of those work for a while. Like you can drink for a little bit, and it'll make you feel okay for a bit, but it, it won't last. You can get into a new hobby. You can run right. down a million different roads. You can mm-hmm. think it's this purse. You can even do some of that stuff in church, too. You can, you know, uh, you can volunteer in this area and think it's going to give you peace and a lot of times, good church people, for better or worse, um, end up thinking that you, you have to like do stuff to get this righteous justification, but it's not not true. Right, that's not biblical. Like if I if I go to church enough, then God will be happy with me. Yeah, you know, or if I, uh, or if I give my tithe, yeah, right? If I, if I give my money, or if I if I serve in the church, if I just do enough good religious type stuff, then God will be happy with me. But that's not our basis of being justified or declared righteous before God. Yeah. That doesn't I, get us anywhere. Yeah, it doesn't. And um but man, we sure <laughs> we sure forget that. Yeah, we do. We sure do. Um I think about um th- there's a great quote here AC Dixon says this. Uh says uh, he, and he sums this up better than I can. So I'm just going to quote him. He says uh through the death of Christ on the cross, uh making atonement for sin, which means paying for sin. We have a perfect standing before God. That is justification. Mm -hmm. And it puts us in God's sight back in Eden before sin entered. God looks on us and treats us as if we never sinned. Ultimately, it's it's, uh, when when God looks at us, he sees the work of Jesus, not the crap we've done, basically. Right. And so that's amazing news, like kind of the heart of the gospel in so many ways. Right. And it's such a it's such a wonderful doctrine because we see that God is the just judge. He always judges perfectly. And outside of Christ, we're left with nothing but condemnation and separation from yeah. him. But what God does in justification, going back to Romans 5.1, we have peace with God. So it's what we're longing for, but through Jesus, Jesus. Christ. That's right. So it's through the, the, the life death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, he, who, you know, the, the channel of our justification is faith, but the object of our justification is Christ. That's right, yeah. So uh, it's not our belief that, that makes us right. It's the, the finished work of Christ that makes us right. So what God does is he takes us as Christians, as repentant sinners, and he, he changes us into righteous people. Yeah. So like what you said earlier, when, when God... Uh, looks at us if if we have repented of our sins, trusted Christ, we're, we're what the Bible calls regenerate or bo- being born again. We have this newness of life. God it changes us into righteous people. That doesn't mean we're perfectly righteous all the time, but yeah. he looks at the the perfection of Christ, and that's what he sees when he looks at us. Yeah, and I think we under- we can understand this 
in our own world because there we've even seen high profile court cases in our own way mm-hmm. where somebody does something that is 100% like not cool like like the jury of the country or the people are like no this was wrong but mm-hmm. the lawful decision comes back as them being not guilty because they weren't guilty of breaking the law per se mm-hmm. but they were guilty of doing something wrong and so there's this weird dichotomy between the legal standing of that person mm-hmm. versus the moral standing. And we, we see here that what justification mm-hmm. is, is, is kind of both of those together. God, God is taking, you know, God is taking and declaring us legally. We're good. All the right. stuff we messed with mm-hmm. is taken care of. And all the ones we're going to mess up in the future are taken care of because we are in Christ. But ultimately right. it's not something we can do because we're dead people. We just can't do it. We right. can't do it across without Christ. Yeah, we're this. We are in sinful flesh. You go you get further on in the Book of Romans. You know, uh, even the Apostle Paul talks about in in chapter eight of Romans, where I I can't. I don't do what I want to do. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I do what I don't want to do. And he's speaking about the the battle that he faces with his flesh. So when we're we're justified, we're declared righteous. You know, what type of righteousness? You know, is it human or is it something else? Well, it's it's God's righteousness. It's yeah. his perfect. You know, we, we walk around all the time saying, well, he's a good person or she's a good person. But that's in our mental yeah. scale, if you will, <laughs> our, our, yes. our judgment. You know, and our judgment is usually, for, for the most part, you know, that person's good. They're a good person. Sure, yeah. Uh, but we all sin uh, every single day. Yeah, Drew, I think you're a good person. Sure, yeah. But you know okay you be- you know you better than Oh, I'm a I'm a horribly selfish person. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Just and talk we... to, just talk to my wife. She can give you a few points of where <laughs> of where I, I can be a bit of a selfish butthole at yeah. times. So but what God does in justification is he he looks at Christ and, and his perfect righteousness and that is given to us. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what, like, when you talk about the gospel again, a word that we talk a lot in church about, it just means good news. Like, that's right. what the good news is, is that, like, we couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like student debt. I think about that. Like, people talk about student <laughs> debt a lot. We yeah. talk about, uh, you know, forgiveness of debt. We're not going to get into all that. But let's right. just put it this way like, the people have debts that they cannot pay no matter what. Like, they'll get upside down on a debt yes, or something. Exactly. It's like, it doesn't matter how hard they work, how much they pay, whatever they do, they're, they're not, they can't deal with it. And that's where we were in sin. Like, we couldn't right. do anything with it. And so, and and I, I think a great example of that is, and to understand justification better, I think you have to look back in Old Testament, because if you think mm-hmm. about the Old Testament, um, the Old Testament just points out how flawed and how much we need God, really. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I think about the sacrificial system, specifically, which is in Leviticus, and it's just extremely, we see how serious God takes sin mm-hmm. and how how much work humans have to put in to not even deal with the sin, but just to make it okay enough that God won't just wipe them off the face of the planet, basically. Right. And, and, and we have this, like, constant, you know, having to, like, kill animals and blood splattering everywhere and, like, like mm-hmm. all this work just to make it, just to deal with the symptoms. Not right. The, not the right. core issue. Yeah. Uh, because we can't fix it all. And, and then mm-hmm. we see, again, then we had to have somebody who could pay it all and right. who could be perfectly good and just and, and right. have that applied to us, which is mm-hmm. amazing news. And uh, think about the, the graciousness of that, knowing that we'll never in our own power be able to place ourselves in right standing with God. Yes. But yet God in his grace and his love reaches down and says, 
I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to pick you up, and I'm going to place you in right standing. That's right. Yes, that, right. That's what grace is. We deserve the total opposite of that. Yeah. But God and his grace is, no, I, I want to do this because I love you. And so he places us in right standing through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's how, why that word in Romans 5, 1, through is so important. It's exactly. through Jesus. And our faith in Jesus is what ignites that or turns that on in our life, so to speak. It's the, it's our faith is the, the switch that we yeah. flip. Yeah. Yeah. The, think of a light switch that the power is there, but when the switch is down, uh, nothing happens. Yeah, but when exactly. the switch is up, then it, you know, the power runs to the light or whatever it is that we're turning on. Yeah. And I think I, I just told on Romans five this week, um, on campus and, you know, this passage goes on and says, you know, rarely would a, uh, rarely would a, uh, a good man die. Like, rarely would somebody yeah. die for an unrighteous person, period. Right, yeah. And and, uh, and that's what's happened here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's maybe, just maybe, and I'm, this is Drew summarizing Paul, but maybe, maybe somebody would get, die for a good man by human standard, maybe on an right. extreme condition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to hear of somebody dying for someone who's an outright rebel against them and to yes. to do that for them, mm-hmm. but that's what Jesus did for us. This is the, I put it on notes of this, this idea of being in Christ, that mm-hmm. what Christ has done is the best news ever. Um, yes. Best, best words ever, maybe in all of scripture, because ultimately, mm-hmm. like, man, what... And, th- and that's what I taught on this past Tuesday night is Romans 5, through Jesus and through his reconciliation, justification, uh, and, and everything that Romans 5 talks about, mm-hmm. we have, you know, hope, real hope. And before that, like, we didn't have hope. Right. We could try and we could do, but we were going to be, like, hitting our heads against the mm-hmm. wall over and over and over again because we don't have any real hope because we couldn't do anything like there was no hope but we have hope in christ not through something we've done in christ right and we're gonna talk about sanctification next episode and Mm -hmm. and these go so hand so closely hand in hand because again god wants to wants to make us into more than just uh you know justified legally and like good Mm -hmm. standing he wants to restore the relationship and he wants to make Mm -hmm. us into really righteous people, not just like pretend righteous people. Right. But again, that's not something we can do on our own. That, that goes back again that in Christ, he he is the reason we're even able to do that, period. Right. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this question, Robbie, kind of making a turn for mm-hmm. us. Like, what does this look like lived out? Because again, we could talk about like the information of this. And I think there's lots of Christians mm-hmm. in the church, a lot, of, a lot of college students even, who could tell us the right answers of what they believe. But like, mm-hmm. what does, we if we believe that... We live this out. What does this look like lived out? I mean, I've got some thoughts, but I want to know what you think. Yeah, uh, that's one of the things that you bring up with with college ministry, as far as like the Bible's concerned, is like God says this, and now what are we going to do about it? Exactly. Uh, and I think that's such a great way to kind of keep that short and simple, but yet understandable. So when we hear about justification, the theological term, okay, so what are we going to do that with that? How how do we respond to it um, for my biggest thing is I respond in worship yeah. and, and thankfulness. 100%. And I, I, I thank God because, again, he didn't, he didn't have to. He, God was, in a way, he's perfectly just to leave us in our sin yes. and for us to incur or to receive the punishment due for that. Uh, but God, yet in his, his holiness and, and in his righteousness and in his grace, he justifies us through Christ. So that, 
that allows my view of God to be larger. Yeah, yeah. And then, therefore, my response to God in my life be a greater uh, intentionality with my personal worship of Him. Yeah. And to be thankful. I know our next, I know we've got October 31st, Halloween's coming up, but the, the next, like, real big holidays, Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. So, you know, what are we thankful for? I'm thankful for uh, this doctrine, this truth, and, and what God has is, is done. Um, yeah, and that's a great example because like, I think about like if somebody just shows up and they're like, "Drew, your car's paid off," or, or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, my initial response is going to be like, "Thank what? you." What? Yeah, but I, but it's, it, when I realize it's real, like um, <laughs> because it's so extravagantly generous. Uh, I would, I would, the next thing I'd be is I'd be extremely thankful. Like I would just be like, man, this is amazing. Thank you Mm -hmm. so much. Um, and and another thing I think it creates is like a sense of humility to some degree, right? Like, like all of a sudden you realize, especially this, like, and the doctrine of justification, justification as a whole makes no sense to self-righteous people. Like if you think you've got your life together and don't need any help, Jesus doesn't have much for you. <laughs> right. And, and, I mean, it's pretty clear, like, but, and this makes no sense, but, like, if you're, like, at the end of the rope and you realize that you cannot do anything to fix this sin problem mm-hmm. in your life, maybe you've ran around. I, mean, I, I know people all sorts. They've ran around trying partying, and they've tried to do a million other things. They've tried to make their life about a million other things, about schoolwork or relationships or uh, pleasure or stoicism or whatever we want to. And maybe there's some good stuff in some of that as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's not. But like, I know people, I know some people that they'll run to all this stuff and then finally they realize like, this isn't working. Like this mm-hmm. isn't dealing with the root issue. And so when you get to that place and you realize that like you need something, it's extremely humbling mixed with a thankfulness at the same time that somebody would do, right. so, do would help you. Because again, mm-hmm. didn't have to. Yeah, humility is a. It's actually a virtue. It's not a weakness. Mm. You know, when, when we're when we're humbled, uh, and this does this should make us be humble. We understand who we really are yeah. in comparison to who God is, and we realize that. Yeah, I'm I'm not him, and he's not me. Yeah, uh, but he wants to bring me to him. Yeah. That's very humbling. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I think about like a, a, you know, a crazy famous person. Either the queen just passed away, which is sad news. But I was thinking like, if the queen, like, I can't go to the queen, you know what I'm saying? When she was alive or like really old too. Like, you can't just do that. But like when they're yeah, willing you to invite <laughs> yeah. you in to see them or have a conversation, that's humbling that they made the time and right. like, like did that for right. you. How much more should our response to mm-hmm. God be that when he's king of everything? Um I think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Another thing I think about is I think that this brings a lot of freedom to life because I don't know about you, yes. but in my own life, my own story, especially in Southern culture for, <laughs> for good or for bad, uh, we're all about, you know, doing the right thing. You know, mm-hmm. how many country songs are there about that and a million other things and, <laughs> you know, doing the good thing and opening doors for ladies and taking care of your family and everything mm-hmm. else like that. But, um, in some ways I think we, I, I know guys, particularly, um, husbands and dads, they can feel very much like they have to like make stuff happen. Mm-hmm. And that kind of sense can carry over to our sense of like our standing with God and with life in general. But man, this brings a lot of freedom to realize that like God's got us. Like right. There's some freedom. Like, you know, we're still going to mess up. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, is are we growing and are we pushing to- pushing ahead? And when we do mess up, do we realize that 
God's got that. Like he's, he's got it in his hands and there's freedom. And it's not freedom to take it to the nth degree to mean we just go sinning like crazy and whatever. Right. But there's freedom that the pressure's off kind of. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, verses in the Bible, who the sun sets free is free indeed. Yeah. Uh, Jesus says, you will know the truth and the truth will, will set, set you, you free. free. Uh, in Romans 6, 7, it says a person who has died to sin is freed from sin. Yeah. We're no longer held in the bondage of sin. Yeah. And uh, there is tremendous freedom. And you said it great, right? The pressure is off. Uh, the weight is off the shoulders. Um, it, it's a better feeling than knowing that you you took that last final yeah, that's of the semester <laughs> yes. and okay now you have a week or two of a break or or you might have you know if you moving in at the end of the fall semester you, you've got that holiday break or yeah, that, yeah. that few weeks there you just there's like an exhale that happens yeah, yeah, in that's our a, soul that's a really good example just, like and <sighs> i think college students can understand that because college man college is hard and like there's a lot on these guys to perform mm-hmm. uh and uh and and that moment when you finish your finals and it's taken care mm-hmm. of and you can just and, you know, I realize not everybody's got good home life, everything, but I remember being in college, just going home and just be able to play video games and hang out with friends and just take a and sleep, <sighs> sleep, rest. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I'm telling you, it's like it's like like you said, like a sigh of relief, but mm-hmm. it's like that in your soul when it comes to peace with yeah, God. Peace ooh, is the best. Yeah, and we rest in that. You're talking. How do we respond? I think the the rest can kind of piggyback off of the freedom. We rest. In that, and rest isn't just like taking a nap. It's like there's there's a uh, there's a spiritual confidence yeah. that we hold uh, in our lives with that, knowing that Jesus has taken care of it. Because the enemy is going to come after us and say, "Hey, remember what you did when you were in high school? Yeah, you sure. know that was pretty rotten. Yeah, sure. You know, but say, no, 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 I'm justified. God's declared I'm righteous through Jesus, yep. not through what I do. And the enemy will come." At you, if you are a performance-based person, the enemy will come after you, and he will try to remind you of your previous failures. Yeah, and I'd say you and me both probably lean into being performance-based mm-hmm. people. And there's nothing like it's God made us this way, and right. it is good. But sin can twist it, and Satan's mm-hmm. lies are half truths, and so the, right. half of it's true. And we like, yeah, we've done some. All of us. Yeah. We've done some horrible things, some things we're ashamed of. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the the thing we have to remember and why remembering what justification is is that doesn't define us. God has the final word. Right. Not not our actions. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, man, I, I think about that too, is like because ultimately this gives us a new identity. I yeah. think about that. Like uh Romans talks about that as well in chapter eight, I think about that, about how we're, you know, our lives are now like living sacrifices for the mm-hmm. Lord. This idea that, you know, and it, it kind of changes our entire life. Like, like all of a sudden our values, our poten- our potential, and I, I don't mean that in like you get some superpowers, but like all of a sudden, like you can and will grow in ways because mm-hmm. of being justified and God being with us and having peace with God mm-hmm. in ways you never could have before him. Right. Yeah, positionally, your position changes. Yeah. And it's not a title, because there's a lot of people in life that have a position, and they're pretty crummy mm-hmm. <laughs> at what they... But but our position, our standing with God, we are now adopted into His family. We've yeah. talked about adoption in the series you know, before. Um, but we, uh, it, it's, it's who we are now in, in Christ and who we are, and it gives us uh, like a, a brand new perspective yeah. on what we're here for, what we're supposed to be doing, 
how we live this life that we've been given. Um, and so we get this new identity and we're to live in that. Yeah. I think about like a really good teacher, a really good coach who, um, mm-hmm. who pushes you hard and, and everything else, but like, they're not, they, they care about you as a person and you want to perform and you want to do things and you want to live a lot. Like you want to be able to make that grade or make that play or become better. Not because mm-hmm. you have to, but because this person cares about you, believes in you and is, is, is doing. It. And that's the thing I think people have a hard time. We'll talk about in sanctification a little bit that there's a new value in life. Like you, 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 some of the stuff you do is still going to be the same as the, but before you, really understood about getting saved and understand what justification is, but why you do things changes a lot. And, right. and you, you, you know, we don't have to do anything to earn justification. We cannot, but mm-hmm. it will make you want to do things because you're so thankful and, and you have freedom and God's calling you. Invite you. I heard someone say the other day, Jesus has this way throughout his life. And I've seen this in scripture where he, um, he invites people in to follow him mm-hmm. and then he challenges them to step into that next area of life and area. And it's kind of that idea that, you know, God has taken care and paid the debt mm-hmm. and is inviting us to follow him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the question is, are we going to step into that? Or does that make you, it really does make you want to live out differently. Right. So it's not just understanding the concept. It's, it's really experiencing. Yeah. And I know that we get into some sort of like dangerous territory when we start talking about experiences, because the life of faith is a life of, we do experience things, but it's a life of truth as well. Yeah, exactly. So we can't base everything off of every experience or feeling that we have. But when we live it out, because we've experienced the, the justification in our lives, when we start living it out, we start seeing that it means more than just an academic definition on a piece of paper. Yeah, that's, that's well said. And, and you're right. In the culture and world we live in today, we have to be a bit more careful of our feelings than otherwise, because our culture is obsessed with feelings to the point that they mm-hmm. define things more than otherwise. Right. Versus in the past... We've maybe swung culturally the opposite way where we never thought talked about feelings at all mm-hmm. and it was all logic. But God made both of those things. And and you're exactly right. right. Like you can't make idols out of either of them. Right. But uh it, but following Jesus will make those come more alive in some mm-hmm. ways. Well let let's wrap up like this. Uh practically speaking, Rob, you're our discipleship pastor. How would you tell somebody who's listening to this podcast who's kind of di- digging into justification, like what's something practical you would tell somebody to do this week to live this out. Uh, if they if they really believe this, what what's something they can do to live it out? Right. Well, uh, we we talked a moment ago about being thankful and living a life of humility, and you lean into the whole you know self righteous type thing. This doesn't this shouldn't make us walk around with our chest poked out. Yeah. Like a turkey that's fanning his. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Paul uh, talks about that like. We're not supposed to be boasting in our righteousness. We're right. supposed to be boasting in Christ. So uh, my, my challenge, how I would live this out, is, again, hopefully this makes our view of God and our lives to be larger. Yeah. And then how we respond to Him in daily worship. I'm not talking about just Sunday at church or Wednesday night at 108 North. I'm talking about daily. What are you going to do today to, to give God ultimate worth in your life because of what he has done for you. Yeah. Uh, so that's a practical thing. And that's in everything. That's in our relationships. 
I know you're in a relationship series right now yeah. that's really good on Wednesday nights. So how, how does that filter through our, our relationships? You know, it's like I, I'm a I'm a person who's justified before God, and then you realize that this is something that everybody needs. Mm-hmm. So how do we treat people that we interact with? Yeah. Professors, parents, police officers. Um, waitresses. Waitresses. That guy on the lime, uh, the lime scooter <laughs> that's cutting you off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're like, dude, you just, uh, but, uh, yeah, how do we live in that thankfulness and in that humility knowing that, hey, I didn't deserve this, but God gave it to me and just, wow. You know, and just living that life of thankfulness, being thankful to God. And, and and I'll say this, God's not up in heaven. He's not a narcissist. Yeah. He's not saying, I just need all this thanks and all this praise. He, God is totally sufficient within himself. Yeah, he doesn't need He us. doesn't need, but how we live this out... It is in response to what God ha- has done. So it's not a it's not a checklist like a one two three. It's not like folding a shirt yeah. or making a peanut butter sandwich. That's true. Uh, this is more of our our heart attitude in response. Yeah, and to, how, how your life God. looks like that from the overflow of what. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's good. I and I would add to that. I think that's great. One one thing that I do something that helps me with that. I journal and that's not for everyone, but like mm-hmm. I take time to write out and talk about and remind myself and put down on paper mm-hmm. with a physical act, like what God, what I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. I try to do it every day. I don't get it every day, but when you, when you do that, you build a habit around that. Uh, it really sets your perspective and your heart in the right place. And then you can, it just kind of happens after that once mm-hmm. you live that out. So yeah. Well, Robbie, thank you for being with me. Thank Absolutely. you guys for listening Thanks and for appreciate that. Justification is great. Read Romans 5. It's great. Read the whole book of Romans. It's great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yep, hope to see you guys later. Remember-